0: What is this I found? What did I write? Oh. Welcome to What Did I Write with Yvonne. Hi, my name is Yvonne and this is a podcast where I read out stories that I have written at various times through my life. I had an idea to do this type of podcast when I was cleaning up my notebooks and found a book full of short stories that I had written in grade 12 my creative writing English class. I couldn't believe what I had written, and some of them I couldn't even remember writing. It had been fun to just read it to myself, read it out loud to my family, and I wanted to just share it with other people. So every other week, I want to read one of my stories, have a laugh, talk about it, and see how I've grown. So grab a drink, grab a snack, let's get on in and find out. What did I write? Welcome back to What Did I Write? So, if you were here last week, we looked at an old story of mine written in 2014? 2013? 2014? It was in my first year of university and I was trying to get back into writing. I didn't. This was the only story I wrote in that time. But this was a little short story, post apocalyptic, because that was big in that time. And it was called Divine Wicked. So last week, we looked at part one. And this week, we're going to be doing part two. And we left off with Coraline, who went onto the train. And then she met this new girl, Vanna, or Vanna, I don't know how I first imagined that in my head. And they killed some people, and yeah. So let's get to part two of my short story, Define Wicked. Part two of Define Wicked. They reached an abandoned factory near the opposite end of the city. Half of it was already rubble since it had been vacated decades before the rest of the city. Coraline opened one of the doors that led into the main foyer. It was dusty and spiderwebs clung to every arch they could. You live here? Vanna sneered. If you were hunting someone and found this foyer, would you continue looking or move on? Vanna nodded. You're playing on their stupidity. Nice. Coraline took her down the stairs where the old machinery had probably sat. Now it was just a dirty empty floor. Coraline went around and pushed open a door under the stairs revealing a livable makeshift bedroom. There was a mattress in the far right corner with soft purple sheets, a coat rack to the left of the door, a desk and a chair where Coraline had a single notebook full of ideas. Nothing important if it fell into the wrong hands. Just an outlet for the creativity she had left. Beside the desk was a cupboard that she stored her food in. She went over to it and began emptying the bag. It's surprisingly clean in here, Vanna said, setting her pack by the cupboard. She began walking around the room. Cozy. Well, I'm not going to live in a dirty room, Coraline stated. I'm not an animal. Vanna went over to the notebook and flipped it open so you've gotten comfortable here then Coraline slung her bag and jacket on the coat rack they're heavily guarded she replied facing Vanna. even my skills are not enough to match their brute force sure i could take out a good percentage but i would never reach the goal these past months i've been trying to figure out how to get in every time i think something will work i study it and then it's already been fixed like someone in there is on the same wavelength as me Well, I guess it's a good thing I came then, Vanna said, sitting in the chair. Coraline leant against the wall. I don't know how much good you'll be, though. It feels like they're always one step ahead, Vanna sat up straight. You don't think they're renegade experiments, do you? It would make sense, Coraline replied. I don't know much about them, only that- Vanna interrupted. Only that brainwashing didn't work on them, and their power's were much too strong, so they broke free. But if they are- How did they get so much support so fast? Coraline asked. It's been a year and they have an army that keeps growing and an obvious insider helping with supplies. Mind control, Vanna suggested. That's a possibility, Coraline agreed. Or, people believe in our mission, said someone from the doorway. Both of them turned to see a lean man wearing a long black coat. His arms were crossed and he looked more bored than interested in the two mercenaries. Who are you? Corline asked, holding her arm out to Vanna, who had been reaching for her knife. I'm the man whose people you've been killing, he said. My name's Hemel, but I'm not here for any sort of niceties. I suppose you're here to try to kill us? Corline said. I'm surprised you found me and let me kill your people. He didn't look pleased with that comment. You've been careful these past months. It's been difficult to trace. But you got off the train a little too close to my headquarters. Neither of the women showed it, but mentally, they both knew that it had been Vanna's fault, that they had been caught. Also, your new friend was calling out for help. Hemel added. Well, what do you mean? Coraline asked. I haven't heard her say anything. He walked over to Vanna. We are kin. She's been silent, screaming. At first, it was just a white noise in the back of all of our heads. Then, it started to grow more clear, and now, I can hear it acutely. Will you help? Vanna asked, and Coraline moved away, making sure to face both of them. She wasn't surprised, just disappointed. She briefly thought that she might have help on her seemingly impossible task, and she kind of liked Vanna. She was different than most people. I'm sorry, Coraline. She said, they have to be stopped. So, you're a renegade then? Coraline asked, leaning against her table. Well, not officially, she replied. But... They need to be stopped, no matter, the co- no matter what the cost. You played them, Coraline stated. Well done. And she meant it. They're hurting people, even each other still. You must help. Coraline knew about the experiments, the torture, and the subjugation on the part of the government. She just ignored it, trying to block it. But now, she had to face the fact. Coraline raised an eyebrow. Must I? I'm sure Hamel doesn't think so. Vanna looked at Hemel, who shook his head. She's a mercenary. We could never trust her. Part of his comment actually stung. She could have been trusted, but that was years ago. But her skills, they'd be useful. No, Hemel said. She will pay for her crimes. With that, the building shook and the roof ripped off. Coraline looked up and saw a huge robotic knight with a giant silver sword. She swore and grabbed her weapon. Let's go. Hemel said, holding out his hand. Please, we need her, Vanna said. Probably not, Coraline said. You have a bunch of experiments and their power is growing every day. You'll get your revolution soon enough. The knight took hold of a wall and pulled it away. It reached through the ruined building and grabbed at Coraline. She leapt out of the way, running to the crumbling stairs and up them. She faced the robotic knight took a deep breath before sprinting towards it. She leapt off the rubble and slashed the robot's abdomen. The sound of metal on metal screeched, making her want to cover her ears. As she dropped to the ground, she glanced back at the robot. Other than a few slash marks, there was no way to tell she had attacked it. It started to move towards her, but suddenly it stopped moving. It was still walking, but it was as if it had hit an invisible wall. Go, Vanna yelled. Strike between the metal where there are wires. Coraline glanced back to see Vanna's one hand held out towards the robot. The other was holding Hamel back. The strain must have been starting to get to her as her nose started to bleed. Corline ran at the robot and slashed its ankle. She had cut some wires and the robot fell to its knee. It thrust its sword at her, but she easily dodged it. She ran to its arm and grabbing a metal panel, she pulled herself up, dodging the hand, trying to pick her up she ran up the arm to the neck plate and dug her arm into it slashing forward she sliced through the wires and leapt away from it the knight's red eyes slowly faded as it fell to the side Coraline turned to face the other two is that all you got she asked Hemel of course not he laughed do you honestly think that I would underestimate you after all the damage you've done Coraline's smile faded as the ground shook beneath her feet. She turned around and saw three other robotic knights, plus all of Hemel's army. Vanna ran forward and grabbed Coraline's hand. Time to go, I think, she began. Coraline looked at her and then at the mass in front of them. I think so. Vanna nodded and slowly the dirt and robots around them rose. They began to swirl and soon they whipped around and up like a tornado. When they couldn't see around themselves anymore, Vanna tugged Coraline's hand. They ran in the direction Vanna chose, running as fast and as far as they could, before ducking into a cave, well outside the city's limits. I thought you had a mission, Coraline asked, as Vanna passed her some water. Vanna shrugged. Like you said, a revolution will happen. All I have to do is show up. Why did you save me? We don't even know each other. Actually, Vanna replied, you've forgotten about me. I was smaller last time we met. We used to play in the sandbox near Fairmander Gorge. I went by a different name then. Coraline looked at Vanna, scrutinizing her. She remembered that sandbox at Fairmander Elementary School. And she remembered a little girl always playing with her. The little girl had been dragged away by soldiers when she started to exhibit powers. What's the name? she asked. Isn't it obvious? Vanna asked. I'm Vanessa. Coraline's eyes widened as she saw her childhood friend grown up vanna pulled something from her pocket it was a little charm that had best on it with Coraline on the back Coraline pulled out her own that said friends with vanessa on the back we buried it years ago when my power first manifested remember under the maple tree so the soldiers couldn't get rid of it when when i was taken vanessa said Coraline nodded i went back to get it before coming to find you you've been my one and only friend I couldn't really make any at the institution. Coraline pulled her friend into a hug. A revolution, you say? She whispered. I wouldn't miss it for the world. So last week, when we had finished part one, I didn't really give thoughts on the story because we hadn't finished it fully. So now that it's been finished, I kind of feel like I can properly give my ideas about it. And, um, I remember writing this, right? And it was supposed to be a short story. And part one, it seemed to have a lot of potential. And there was a lot of grammatical errors that I was trying to fix while reading it out loud. But part two seemed like a whole massive, what? what is happening? What- what did I write? And the thing with the robots- what? There was just suddenly robots and superpowers? Like, there was this guy with superpowers and the whole Vanna is her childhood friend Vanessa. That was kind of lame. Like, Vanna kept thinking about her as her only friend because- she couldn't make any at this institution where she was brainwashed and whatnot and okay okay but it was very weak and it was kind of like i i could do better i know that it was very hurriedly done because hurriedly done because i wanted a short story I just wanted to write something, and that ending was a mess. It was a terrible mess. I would definitely change the ending, like, completely. Maybe have no robots. Maybe have more building between the two of them, rather than introducing the whole thing. I know that there was action, like, I wanted action in there because whenever what makes a good story, it's action, right? But, the short story could have done without it. Um, if it was made into a longer story, I would I would probably put in that action. I would probably try to make it flow better. And, you know, introduce the idea of robots and powers. In not really a slow way, but just in a way that made sense. Like, not like, BAM! There's robot! BAM! we've got powers now it's just I don't know the ending kind of was a bit disappointing for me I wish there was a bit more and a bit less by taking out some of those parts that I just talked about I don't know I think that I would like to go back and kind of redo this or write it in a different sort of way or even use it as a base for an actual story I think that would be really interesting but how it sits now part two was not my favorite not my favorite story I just thought it was sloppy anyways that's my opinion of Define Wicked. I thought it was an interesting concept but not well executed and that's that. So thank you for coming with me on this journey, reading a short story that is published on Wattpad. So exciting. I laugh about that, but I think Wattpad is a really great place for beginning beginner writers to just put out their story and have a creative outlet. And it made me really passionate because it was a simple place to write, and I loved it. I honestly loved my time on Wattpad when I was on it, writing my fanfiction, and I know that's so stereotypical, but I don't know. Fanfiction is good. I like fanfiction. I liked writing fanfiction, and it got me into writing more different stories that were my own, but it was a place to get me started to get my creative juices going. So make fun of Wattpad, but at the same time, I think it's really awesome. I think it's a really good place to start. And so that was my little rant about Wattpad. Um, Thank you all for joining me this week for Define Wicket. I hope to see you in two weeks from now. Hope to see you. I hope that you will hear from me two weeks from now all right thanks for listening bye you've been listening to what did I write with Yvonne thank you for stopping by and I hope you'll come visit again soon